Tonight, Russell Crowe is a god, Superman hands over his job, and Flintstones meet the Flintstones, plus X-Wings to the nation's attic, Discovery pauses production, and much more on this double-sized edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of Multiverse Tonight. Uh, this is the combined edition of the show. Uh, we're doing this special double-sized edition, I guess call it, uh, because, well, as I said in my last episode, my schedule changed at work, so I started working on on Mondays. Which is normally when the show, when I produce the show. I produce on Mondays. I put the sci fi episode on Tuesday. I put the comic book edition out on Friday. Well, I didn't have that production day. So I had to move it back. So I thought, well, I'll do it on Friday. Yeah. Because my other, my other choice was Sunday. And frankly, you know, Sunday, I like to rest. Yeah. Just, just like a god, I, I want to rest on Sundays. Um, so I put it on Friday, and then you know we'll just do one big episode this week, and then the next next one, I'll spl- I'll put it back. You know, I'll put, I'll do production on Friday, and then put put out two two episodes the following you know the following week. However, um, let me just say at the top right here. If you like this format, if you like that all the news is in one, you know, big episode, by all means, uh, let me know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, email, uh, go to multiversetonight.com, leave a comment and, uh, say that you like this. If you, if you like this, I'll keep this format. This was the original format that I had the show in before I, I split it up because I thought um, doing a single string of news from comic books to sci-fi was just too long. And that maybe people wanted something a little bit more, you know, like 30 minutes or less. So, anyway. uh, That's pretty much all I have at the top of the show here. Let's start with some Marvel news. Emilia Clarke, star of Game of Thrones and the much-maligned Solo, a Star Wars story, has joined Disney Plus's and Marvel Studios' secret invasion. Her role is uh, under wraps for now, but she will be joining Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, and Kingsley Ben-Adir. It's also been announced that Olivia Colman might be joining the uh, secret invasion series as well, so I guess we'll just wait and see. This July sees an all-out war between Spider-Man's villains in Sinister War. Doctor Octopus's Sinister Six takes on Vulture's Savage Six, 
with New York City in the crossfire. The war starts in Amazing Spider-Man number 64. Now, in a statement of, of on the series, editor Nick Lowe said, quote, Nick Spencer always goes big, and this is his biggest story yet through this series and the current issues of Amazing Spider-Man. So clear some room on your best comics ever shelf, unquote. Now, The Sinister War comes out on July 14th and continues in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man. Sony's Marvel movies will be making their way to Disney Plus and Hulu. Eventually. Sony has made a new licensing deal with Disney that will see their Spider-Man, Venom, and other movies that they make with Marvel properties eventually go to Disney Plus and Hulu after first going to Netflix. Basically... It goes like this. The release, releases will go to the theater, then they'll go to Netflix for nine months, and then Disney Plus and Hulu, or Hulu after Netflix is done. That deal begins with the 2022 run of movies, which possibly means that the Spider-Man movies, Venom movies, and Morbius might not be covered in the deal. Speaking of Morbius, uh, Morbius has been pushed back a week to January 28th, 2022, now, this seems a bit odd, as it had no real competition the weekend that it was originally going to come out, but its new weekend puts it head-to-head against Universal and Blumhouse's The Black Phone. Russell Crowe... Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe... Russell Crowe will play the god Zeus in Thor, Love and Thunder. The actor revealed in an interview with Joy Breakfast with the Murphys... Thor Love and Thunder will see Chris Hemsworth reuniting with Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy's Chris Pratt and Karen Gillian join, and will also be joined by Christian Bale, Melissa McCarthy, Matt Damon, Sam Neill, and Luke Hemsworth. The uh, movie hits theaters on May 6, 2022. Marvel dropped a big sizzle reel for its upcoming releases in Phase 4. Well, he showed footage from various movies and gave release dates. First up is Black Widow on July 9th, followed by Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on September 3rd, Eternals on November 5th, and Spider-Man No Way Home on December 17th. Now, next year sees Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness on March 22nd, 2022, Thor Love and Thunder May 6th, 2022, Black Panther Wakanda Forever July 8th, 2022, Captain Marvel got a new name. Captain Marvel 2 got a new name. It's now called The Marvels. And it comes on November 11th, 2022. And then 2023, we get Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania on February 17th, 2023, and Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3 on May 5th, 2023. The trailer closed with a quick stylized 4, which could be a signal that the Fantastic Four will be the pinnacle for this phase. Who knows? Uh, I guess we'll just have to uh, let the time tell. Now, let's go on to the DC Comics news. Booster Gold's creator, Dan Jurgens, is back to put the Bwahaha back in Booster Gold and Blue Beetle with a new miniseries titled Blue and Gold this July. The comic will be have art by Ryan Sook. The comic is, according to the press release, quote, Desperate to regain the spotlight, Booster Gold looks to attract the public's and Justice League's attention the same way any washed-up second-rate hero would. Social media. 
the not-so-tech-savvy hero from the 25th century enlists the help of his best friend, Blue Beetle, who possesses the memory and the brains to help his old pal navigate the scary world of internet influencers. Watch out, evildoers. Our heroes are live and online. Don't miss Dan Jurgen's triumphant return to Booster Gold, teaming with all-star artist Ryan Sook of Legion of Superheroes, telling a tale filled with heart and maybe even redemption for DC's two favorite underdogs. Blue and Gold number 1 of 8 by Dan Jurgens and Ryan Sook arrives on July 20th with a cover by Sook and a cardstock variant cover by Dave Johnson. Superman is getting a makeover this, starting this July. Superman's son Jonathan will be taking his father's place as Superman, so the monthly Superman title will be retitled Superman, Son of Kal-El. While Kal-El will be seen in the pages of Action Comics and Superman and the Authority miniseries. Now, Jonathan will be protecting the Earth while Dear Old Dad oversees War World. Tom Taylor and artist John Timms will work on Son of Kal-El, and writer Philip Kennedy Johnson and artist Daniel Simpery will take Action Comics, and Grant Morrison and Mikkel Janin will do the same for the Superman and the Authority miniseries. The Black Adam production rolls along, and its newest hire is young rock star Uli Latukufu who will uh, be in as a yet unknown role. Now, since he's on The Rock's TV show, perhaps he's playing a younger Adam? Who knows? Guests will have to wait for that for July 29th, 2022. James Gunn is finding out one of the truths about characters with mirrored accoutrements. They're a pain to shoot. Now, uh, when asked on Twitter about the challenge of shooting Peacemaker's mirror-like helmet, he said, quote, Yes, Peacemaker's helmet is a damn mirror ball, and we need to remove me and the crew from every single shot in which we use it, in the movie and in the show. We show a full wraparound plate of every set, most of which are fortunately practical, to put in the helmet when needed, unquote. Now, when asked, why not just make his helmet a green screen and add the effect in later? He replied that it would be more difficult and wouldn't look as good. Well, here's to a good production team. We'll be on the lookout. The movie hits theaters and HBO Max on August 6th. The Green Lantern series on HBO Max has found its Guy Gardner. Finn Whitrock from American Horror Story and Ratched has been cast as one of many Greenland characters in this big-budget streaming drama from mega-producer Greg Berlanti and Warner Brothers TV. The official show description is, quote, Green Lantern reinvents the classic DC property through a story spanning decades and galaxies, beginning on Earth in 1941 with the very first Green Lantern, secretly gay FBI agent Alan Scott, and 1984 with cocky alpha male Guy Gardner and half-alien Bree Jarda. They'll be joined by a multitude of other lanterns from comic book favorites to never-before-seen heroes. You know, I'm getting kind of uh, interested in the Green Lantern series. I hope... You know, I hope it looks good as they're making it out to be, you know. I have high hopes. However, uh, Deadline.com has broken bad news for the Flash cast members Tom Kavanaugh and Carlos Valdez are both leaving the series after Season 7. Tom Kavanaugh has played Eobard Thawne uh, slash Harrison Wells since Season 1, and Valdez has played Cisco Ramon, a.k.a. Vibe, since Season 1, also. Now, the Flash producer and showrunner, Eric Wallace, says about the exits, quote, 
Tom and Carlos have been an integral part of our show for seven seasons and will be greatly missed. Both are incredible talents who create beloved characters that fans and audiences around the world have come to love. Which is why we are happily keeping the door open for return appearances. Unquote. Well, you know, I, I wish them well. You know, you know again, they, again, they can always come back. Who knows? Um, let's go on to the geek news. We start the geek news with the long gesting animated series based on the Flintstones that's going ahead at Fox TV. The Hollywood Reporter reports that Elizabeth Banks has joined the show as Fred Flintstone's grown-up daughter, Pebbles. Banks will also executive produce. The show, called Bedrock, will follow a 20-something Pebbles as she begins her own career while her dad, Fred, nears retirement. With the Stone Age giving way to an, an enlightened new Bronze Age, the residents of Bedrock will find its evolution harder than the swing from Bam Bam's club, per the show's logline. Now, Fox Entertainment President Michael Thorne, in a statement, said, quote, Long before the Simpsons and Springfield, the Griffins and Quahog, and even when the Belchers started serving burgers on Ocean Avenue, there were the Flintstones and Bedrock. Their imprint on the animation universe is undeniable, and the idea of adapting it for today's audience is a challenge we here at Fox are very much looking forward to taking it on with Warner Brothers, Elizabeth, and Lindsay. No pressure whatsoever, really. Unquote. Now, this is not the first attempt at a Simpsons, uh, excuse me, Flintstones show at Fox. They had given Seth MacFarlane an order for a reboot, but ended up turning it down. By the way, they did this, this kind of show before in the 70s. It was called The Pebbles and Bam Bam Show. Look it up. Heavy Metal Magazine has joined into a pact with Range Media Partners, a management and brand development firm. Range will be assisting the publication with bringing properties based on the cartoons in heavy metal to the film and television arena. And also, and uh, some award news here. Disney Pixar's Soul won big at the 93rd Academy Awards, winning the Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film, as well as Best Original Score for Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste Music. Congratulations. The Red Sonja remake has hired Hannah Jan- John Kamen as the new Red Sonja. Hannah has previously played Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Red Sonja director jo- Joey Soloway said in the statement, quote, Hannah is a very talented actress who, who we've been following for years and is Red Sonja. Her range, sensibilities, and strength are all qualities we have been looking for, and we couldn't be more excited to embark on this journey together, unquote. Now, Red Sonja was first adapted into a feature film in 1985 with Brigitte, with Brigitte Nielsen playing the part alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger. A.K.A. Conan. Aliens will celebrate its 35th anniversary with a new one-shot from Marvel Stud- from Marvel Comics. Aliens Aftermath is a double-sized comic from writer Benjamin Percy and artist Dave w- Watcher and takes place at the Hadley's Hope Colony on Archon, Archeron, a.k.a. LV-426, decades after the events from the 1986 movie Aliens. Here's the blurb, quote, it's been 35 years since the tragedy of the Hadley's Hope Colony, but what happened during that ill-fed adventure has been shrouded in mystery. A renegade crew of investigative journalists are heading towards the moon that Wayland yutani has wiped from all records. 
and they'll bring back the truth even if it kills them. And what remains in that bombed-out site will try to do just that. Unquote. This comic will come out on July 14th. Comic-Cons are going to give it a try and make a COVID comeback at the end of the year. Already set are Florida Supercon, which will take place at Miami Beach Convention Center, September 10th to 12th. New York Comic-Con is set for the Javits Center from October 7th to 10th. Emerald City Comic-Con is set for Seattle, Washington's State Convention Center, December 2nd through the 5th. Meanwhile, the Chicago-based convention C2E2 will take place at McCormick Place, December 10th through the 12th. Of course, uh, these shows will be running at reduced capacity and will require face coverings and temperature checks. Organizers also say that there will be an increased sanitation and cleaning and a no-handshake or hug policy. Sorry if you want to, you know, give that star a handshake or a hug. Eh, Just Robot Chicken will cross over with Archie Comics later later this month in the Bleeping Robot Chicken Archie Comics special. The double-length episode will feature the voice talents of Fred Armisen, Rachel Lee Cook, Hugh Davidson, Donald Fiazon, Betty Gilpin, Claire Grant, Seth Green, Jared Harris, Jane Lynch, Jason Mantazukas, Reckonmeyer, Ryan Philippi, Katie Sackhoff, Amy Sedaris, and Cree Summer. The official synopsis for the episode reads, In the half-hour special, Archie faces the action-packed return of Josie and the Pussycats from outer space to Riverdale in this handmade comedy, featuring the origin of Archie Andrews as only the robot chicken writers can tell it. The episode airs on Sunday, May 23rd at midnight, Eastern and Pacific. Now let's go over to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. And we begin Star Wars news with a little casting news. Disney Plus's Obi-Wan Kenobi series has cast Pen15's Maya Erskine. A deadline reports that she'll be playing a supporting role in half of the six hour-long episodes. Obi-Wan Kenobi will follow the Jedi's exile on Tatooine, and no premiere date has been set. Star Wars Day happened this past Tuesday, and there were some big releases, including the Bad Batch animated series and a surprise Simpsons short, Maggie Simpson in The Force Awakens from its nap. It's uh, really cute. Um, I watched it. It's like three minutes long. Uh, so uh, if you have time, sit down, watch it. I'm, pl- I'm planning on watching it again. It's Again, it's really cute. The, the Smithsonian will soon display an X-Wing fighter in its newly renovated Air and Space Museum building on the National Mall. The prop, with a wingspan of 37 feet, appeared in The Rise of Skywalker and is on long-term loan from Lucasfilm. Margaret Whitcamp, the museum's space history chairwoman, said in a statement, quote, Despite taking place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Star Wars introduced generations of fans here on Earth to outer space as a setting for adventure and exploration. All air and space milestones begin with inspiration, and science fiction so often provides a spark. Now, she also added that the X-Wing displayed among our other spacecraft celebrates the journey from imagination to achievement. Unquote. The X-Wing will undergo a cleanup and and pre-work and prep work before it goes on display at the museum next year. I wonder if they'll uh, put it, like, face-to-face with the uh, Enterprise that hangs there as well. So I think have a, have a Star Wars, Star Trek face-off. Yeah, we can only hope. 
Uh, let's go on to the Star Trek news. Star Trek Discovery had to temporarily halt production as a precaution due to the, an off-the-set COVID contact. Deadline reports that COVID infections have been rising around Toronto lately, and the series should be back in production by the time you hear this. The decision to pause production came after a Zone A individual came in close proximity with someone who tested positive. Stay in your bubble, people. Stay in your bubble. Lower Decks co-exec producer Chris Kula has signed an overall deal with CBS Studios. Lower Decks was handed an early third season re- renewal earlier last month with season two due to summer. And and I cannot wait. I want, you know, I'm so looking forward to season two of Lower Decks. Actor, now a little sad news here. Actor Nathan Jung has died. Uh, the actor is best known to Star Trek fans as Genghis Khan in the Savage Curtain episode of the original series. From there, he made appearances on MASH, Starsky and Hutch, Chips, General Hospital, Manimal, Riptide, Hunter, Sanfrancisco, and Kung Fu. Now, in the 90s, he was he could be seen on, you know, here or there on Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Martial Law, and Burke's Law. His film credits include include Rapid Fire, Showdown in Little Tokyo, Kentucky Fried Movie, Big Trouble in Little China, Black Rain, American Yakuza, Beverly Hills Ninja, Dark Man, The Shadow, and Longshot. He also played Leslie Nielsen's right-hand man in the 1993 comedy Surf Ninjas. He was 74 years old. Now, let's go on to the geek news. And we start geek news with Indiana Jones 5 has added the Age of Ultron's Baron Von Strucker, Thomas Kreitzman, to the cast. Now, the role is, of course, unknown. We, we haven't gotten any news about what role anyone anyone is playing. But uh, he'll join Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Mads Mikkelsen, who we talked about last episode. The movie is expected to start production this summer for a July 29th. 2022 release. HBO Max is closing in on 45 million subscribers, partially thanks to Godzilla vs. Kong. Now, HBO and HBO Max currently have a combined 44.2 million subscribers, up from 41.5 million at the end of 2020. Now, Paramount company AT&T now expects to reach 67 to 70 million by the end of the year. And uh, congratulations to the sci-fi film Tenant. They won Best Visual Effects at the Academy Awards. If you didn't see it, and uh, looking at the ratings for the show, a lot of people didn't see it. You know. Anyway, uh, the Tom Hanks sci-fi movie Finch will be going directly to Apple TV Plus later this year. The mo- the uh, film from Amblin Entertainment, previously called BIOS, was originally going to be released in theaters by Universal. The movie is about a man, a robot, and a dog that form an unlikely family as the man tries to ensure that his dog will be cared for after he's gone. Hank stars as Finch, a robotics engineer and one of the few survivors of a cataclysmic solar event that has left the world a wasteland. Finch, who has been living in an underground bunker for a decade, has built a world of his own that he shares with his dog Goodyear. 
He creates a robot, played by Get Out's Caleb Landry-Jones, to watch over Goodyear when he no longer can. As the trio embarks on a perilous journey into the, into a desolate American West, Finch strives to show his creation the joy and wonder of what it means to be alive. Sounds interesting. The What We Do in the Shadows spin-off series from New Zealand, Wellington Paranormal, now has a premiere date on The CW. The series will make its U.S. premiere with back-to-back episodes on July 11th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. A week later, the show will be paired with the Season 2 premiere of the British comedy series Dead Pixels. Fox's reboot of Fantasy Island has cast the bold and the beautiful's Kiara Barnes and If Loving You Is Wrong's John Gabriel Rodriguez in the show. Barnes will be a regular cast member, while Rodriguez will be a recurring character. Now, Kiara Barnes' character has been described as a warm and wise woman with an old soul who arrives on the titular island with a terminal illness, but is given a new lease on life by the island and Mr. Rourke, while John Gabriel Rodriguez will play Javier, the rugged, charismatic, and handsome head of transport on Fancy Island. The show was given a direct two-series order. J.K. Simmons will be replacing Ed O'Neill in Amazon's sci-fi series Light Years. He'll be uh, opposite, co- opposite co-lead, says he's SpaceX. Now, O'Neill left for family reasons. The show is about Franklin and Irene York, played by Simmons and SpaceX, a couple who years ago discovered a chamber buried in their backyard that inexplicably leads to a strange, deserted planet. They've carefully guarded their secret ever since, but when an enigmatic young man enters their lives, the York's quiet existence is quickly upended, and the mysterious chamber they thought they knew so well turns out to be much more than they could have ever imagined. The show is set to begin filming later this year. And finally, Samuel Goldwyn Films has acquired the rights to the U.S. rights to Takawatiti's produced sci-fi drama Night Raiders. The debut feature of writer-director Dennis Gould is set in 2043, exploring a future in which a military occupation controls disenfranchised cities in post-war North America. In this world where children are considered property of the regime, which trains them to fight, a desperate Cree woman joins an underground band of vigilantes and infiltrates a state children's academy so that she can get her daughter back. A parable about the experience of the indigenous peoples of North America, Knight Rider's build is, quote, a female-driven sci-fi drama about resilience, courage, and love, unquote. And that brings us to the end of the news today. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, check out the show notes, visit our Tee Public store, and so much more, head over to the brand new multiversetonight.com. Now, if you're a subscriber, please be sure to share it with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe slash follow and leave us with some feedback and let us know how we're doing. You know, I can't, you know, make the show any better if I don't hear from anyone else. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching this edition of Multiverse Tonight. Now, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new sci-fi and comic book edition. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. (laughs) 
Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Now go get your shots.